Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. I would like to welcome to the podcast today, Sam Mitchell. Sam is a fellow podcaster and the host of Autism Rocks and Rolls. Sam's aim is to change the stigma given to people in the spectrum of autism one episode at a time. So welcome to the show, Sam. How are you? Hey, man. Good to be here. Glad to come on the show. Sam, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and where you're joining us from today? Uh, sure. I'm joining you guys from Southern Central Indiana, and my name is Sam Mitchell, so nice to meet everyone out there. And I run a podcast called Autism Rocks and Rolls. And it is about autism and how we cope with daily struggles that you may or may not understand. I've had big guests on the show, such as Temple Grand and Mick Foley. My website is autismrocksandrolls.com. But I've also got to do some traveling through my work, actually. So I am a motivational speaker. I've spoken in Orlando, Florida, Broken Arrows, Oklahoma, and Niagara Falls, Canada, along with many other places I got to travel throughout and got to share the world. Well, we can get into some of your travel stories a little later in the podcast. So I'm glad with that introduction. So we get to little know about you. So motivational speaker. Again, uh, I think a lot of times when uh, society looks at people, they put a label on all of us. And who gives them that right? So I'm glad you are speaking, bringing to light that, one, we are just people. and no need to put labels on us. Now, I've heard that uh, it took 16 years for you to find true happiness. Can you talk to us about that? Yes, I can go into that because I'll be honest. I think I thought I was happy, but I really wasn't. I just thought I I didn't, I didn't never in my life contemplated suicide. I never got to that point, which thank, I'm very thankful for that. But I did have a lot of anxiety, depression. A lot of mental health issues that led me to just feeling really bad about myself that I still battle with today. I battle with my own demons where it's still not not a lot of days, but some days there's no easy way to say it. I just feel like crap. I mean, just because of the old nagging coming back and haunting you on the butt. Well, our demons are there and our demons, you know, we can either work with them or they can take over our lives. So you found a coping mechanism which to get past and and go into the next day and then the next day. And that's good. And and maybe maybe somewhere down the line you can help people with that as well. Now, I've heard that uh, you have a love of travel, and it's been a hobby. But also, like you said earlier, you've had the opportunity to travel because of your speaking you tell us maybe some of the places you've been to? Okay. Well, travel is one of my hobbies. And it's actually another coping mechanism because I'm not, I'm the type of guy who doesn't like to see the same stuff every day. A lot of times. Now, a lot of people are homebodies. I'll give you an example. My uncle, very home person. He doesn't like to leave the house very often. And if I was, if I was his son, which he does have a son, but if I was his son, that would drive bananas because I'm the type of person who wants to go outside of my house, see the world, do what I need to do, obviously, but have some leisure while I'm enjoying my life. So 
the places I've been to. So for vacation, I've actually been to Nashville, Tennessee. Got to see the Grand Ole Opry. That was really fun. I've got to visit um, San Antonio, Texas. Got to see the Alamo and see all the great San Antonio things they had to offer. Listen to a lot of mariachi music that day. And I've been to Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio. Um, Batesville, Mississippi with my father for a fishing trip. Fishing is actually another one of my hobbies. Not, I don't like to do it every day, but here and there, sure, why not? But my favorite place to go to, I'll tell you, man, I've been there three times. Destin, Florida, it never gets old. Love the scenery, love the seafood. There's a lot to do there. Definitely a, a fair, I don't want to say a lot, but a fair amount to do there. So definitely always a good spot to go. And probably I recommend that to any person who goes on a vacation is visit Destin, Florida or Fort Walton. You're not, you're missing out if you don't go there. I've been uh, lucky enough to visit Florida a lot. Areas such as Treasure Island, Tampon Springs, Orlando, Tampa proper, and driving through the state, Jacksonville. You know, Florida is one of those unique states where if you drive far enough south, you almost get close enough to Cuba, you could swim there. I do love it. I've been there, I would say, at least fortunate enough in my life, maybe 20 times to go to Florida. And thankful because my in-laws used to rent a place in Treasure Island for a month of March. My wife and I, all we had to do was either fly down or drive down, contribute to the groceries, and our room and board, our room was basically free. So that gave us an opportunity to get down there a lot. We had at one point a timeshare down in Kissimmee. We got down there a lot. So I love Florida. But one thing I want to say to my listeners and your listeners, because they will be your listeners now, is that I love traveling the States. You know, uh, it's it's a big country. And no matter where you go, people are different, but they're still people and they're great people. So I'd say don't fly where you're going somewhere in the States. Get in your car and drive. That's the way you're going to meet the people, drive through the States. Stop in little towns and visit the people. The problem with that, though, is flights. And I agree with you because flights, they're getting up. They're getting bumped up lately. But with traveling like very high places like Florida, like Orlando, that's like south down on the border. Mm. We just cannot afford to drive there. If it was up to me, I would drive the 21 hours or however far it is. But it's just not affordable. What are some of the obstacles that you've faced on your journey to where you are today, and how have you dealt with it? Some of the obstacles I've dealt with today, we'll go back in that. So as far as that element goes, I've had a said long anxiety, but I've also have dealt a lot of sometimes, I think I have what I call foot and mouth syndrome, but I really try to work on that. It's not one of my best skills, but I try to work on it. And I do a lot of overanalyzing. Like I overanalyze a topic where I just think about, think about, think about, think about it. And that leads me to another issue, which is where I, what science calls obsession. But in my opinion, I call it practicing for our future skills because that skill is going to lead us to a possible great path. I mean, someone's on the spectrum loves to cook and that's all they want to do in that kitchen. You never know. They might be the one of the greatest culinary chefs in America. Let's get to know Sam a bit. So you travel with your motivational speaking. You do your podcast. You talked about going fishing with, uh, I think it's with your dad, and and that you do once in a while. But what do you do to relax? 
traveling <laughs> traveling is one another option I do to relax because it's just I get to see something new, get away, and just get away from the you know my daily life. So that's one thing I do. But there's other stuff I do. I'm a big outdoorsy person. I think you and I were kind of previously discussing. We both love the heat. I think we can tell. Like I like the hot. You know, I hate the cold, but love the heat. I'd rather, if I had to choose, I'd rather be 100 degrees than below 32. That's just my opinion. I know 100's hot, but I deal with that better. But definitely an outdoors person, and I like to go swimming. So, and very thrilling, guys. So the travel, so the adventures continue with like the amusement parks, the zip lining, all those. Well, you're right there. I do love the heat over the cold. Uh, some people say, especially when I'm meeting somebody who's new to the country, who's come from a warm climate, and they come here, and and I complain about the cold, and they're like, "You were born here," and I go, "Not by choice." <laughs> what it is? Yeah, is- again, I wasn't born here by choice, man. I I came out of an, a Hoosier stomach. Not <laughs> not an option. Yep. So if I get a chance to, you know, I'm getting close to retirement. I'm looking at uh, retiring to a nice warm place. Not sure where yet. Still investigating, but uh, there's no snow, no shoveling. Um, so you talked about traveling. You've been to many different cities. You talked about uh, Florida being one of your favorites. But is there another city that you've been to that you say, this is a city I want to go back to? And maybe a reason why. Um, well... Kind of, but yeah, actually, yes. So so a while back ago, once upon a time, I was in eighth grade. And my school, this is cool, they do this. They take all the eighth graders, or maybe not all, but, you know, the ones who are mad always have to stay back, or kind of not in the best shape, have to stay back. But the majority of the eighth grade, my mother used to, um, I think it was the whole school, I don't, it was an old um, teacher. He used to, he's retired now, but he would always take the, children of his most of them to washington dc and unfor- and i enjoyed the trip granted but i was kind of lost at the point and i didn't really want to talk to and i really didn't, didn't get to experience with my mother because there's a group of kids there so she didn't get, get to experience with me but others i want to experience dc again but in a but i have a but i want to go back because i have more of a mental state of who I am, and I'm like, oh, okay, I know where I want to go. And that's also just, I understand more of the history. But another reason why I would say is, truth be told, the first time I went to D.C., we had to go through it quick because we were on an itinerary. You know, you have to be like, okay, read, 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 read. Next thing, read, 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 read. Next thing. That's not me. I don't I don't, I don't mind it. I didn't, I didn't mind the opportunity was bigger than the uh, itinerary. But I want to go back and be like, okay, read. Oh, cool. Mm, cool. Okay, next. You know, at my own pace. I agree with you with Washington. I've been to Washington, D.C. I've uh, been down there. And a lot of the travel that I've done has been self-guided. Uh, the last trip we did was a tour. And I'll tell you right now, I do not like tours. I do not like the itinerary, as you said, go, go, go. No time to really, if there's something interested that you really want to look at, you don't have time to look at it. So if you go there on your own or go there on your own schedule, then you get to explore it a little bit more. Um, one thing that I do, we stayed in Pentagon City. We did go visit um, the Arlington Cemetery. We also, taking the transit, we went through, through a place that I thought was quite funny. It was called Foggy Bottom. 
So to this day, we went a long time ago, but to this day, every day, not every day, but like, you know, once in a while, I'll come up to my wife and I said, I'll be right back. I'm going to Foggy Bottom. But just because it's a name that stuck in my head, I had a great time in Washington, got to see a lot. We were on our own schedule. So yes, Sam, if you get a chance to go back, go back on your own time, go on your own schedule. That way you can either go to museums or whatever you want to do there. Do it on your own time, yeah, not and to be rushed. Thankfully, one of my speaking gigs in March is going to be in DC, but it's work. I want to go back though when I'm, you know, can vacation. Yep. But I'm still thankful I get to go to DC. May I'll see something small. As our show is coming to an end, is there anything that you would like to share with the audience? Like um, you talk about speaking engagements coming up. Uh, your podcast, which I'll put in the show notes so people can find that. But uh, what uh, speaking engagements do you have coming up? Well, I had one in DC. Um, I guess a lot of, I, I don't know what this, and I make a joke when I say this, but a lot of times through the speaking gigs, most of the time I've been in Orlando. So I guess must be turning to an Orlandoian or whatever the term is, but I'm going back to Orlando again to speak in Orlando. Florida. Hopefully we'll get some good ones there. It's making schools work about how schools can improve and work within the system, along with someone who's on spectrum. The DC one's about workforce, about how the workforce can be more a little bit more included. And is that one, that's one, that's that's what that one is about. And those are the main two I can think of. We have a gala coming up in April where I'm at, so that's something. And then I'm trying to make travel stories, like funny travel stories to see if I can think of. Oh, here's one. Believe it or not, what would you believe me if I told you hypnotism was real? Yes. Okay, it's real. Because I was hypnotized. And I'm not lying to you. I, I remember some of the nights, but there's some parts of the night that I do not remember because I was so in a, in a trance. Yeah, actually, I've seen... Um... I guess you're familiar with Howie Mandel, the uh, comedian, whatever. He has a brother named Mike Mandel. And Mike Mandel came to our college. This is going back in the 80s. And he hypnotized some of the most popular kids that were in college and made them do goofy things. Now, we didn't have social media back then, so they were lucky. But if it had to happen nowadays. Oh, yeah. They were, if they had social media, they would have been screwed, man. But it was very interesting. And I believe I believe in, in that wholeheartedly now is as we're going to wrap up is there anything you would like you know we're talking about we talk about autism we talk about the spectrum you're managing it would you like to talk a little bit about that just before we go and sure. well i'll be honest with you the podcast what you see like with when you hit the play button that's me but the nonprofit, the speaking gigs I'm involved. I don't like hide in the background, but that's mainly the nonprofit side. That's um, Autism Rocks Mills Corporation that manages the nonprofit sponsorships, et cetera. But I do the podcast work. That's what I choose to do. I choose the episodes. I edit it. All the podcast work you see is me, but all the other stuff, that's my mother slash editor slash board slash the corporation. Well, Sam, I just want to say I thank you for what you're doing. Uh, your podcasts are out there. You've had some interesting guests on there. I just happened to get on and listen to part of one today which when one? it came out on the 31st. Uh, um, which 31st? So that, that's either Ben Waits or Rich, I think. But um, 
I think I think what it is is you know we have to put it out. We have to put our podcast out there, and even if it's just one person that listens, then our message gets out there. We wanted to get to more people, but as I say, if we can get it to at least one, like when I started mine, I don't know about you, but when I started mine, mine was just if one person would listen, and now it's listened to around the world. Yes. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yes, that was 100% me because let me explain. So when I, I started this through my high school's media club, and this was supposed to be a hobby, when I just was expecting, okay, I'm going to get a few hits, maybe 20 hits a day, 20 hits an episode. It's good for me. I want to do it for myself mainly, but this is for other people. 20 hits, woohoo. But little did I know, it's growing into a non-profit 501c3 with sponsors, and yet here I am going all over the world to spread my message. You're People living the dream. Hear me, which is very shocking because no one did for 16 years, but it's a feeling I'm still getting used to, to be honest with you. You found your voice. I'd say so. Well, Sam, I want to I thank you for being on the show today. We're going to stay in touch, see what's next for Sam. And eventually, we'll maybe invite you, well, not maybe, we will invite you back to the show, see how things are going. And make sure that we put links in our show notes so that people can find you and hear your message and follow you along your path. Thank you so much.